What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Up Before You podcast with me, Connor Warman. This episode of the Up Before You podcast is brought to you by Ticket Weirdo. With concert and game season just around the corner, the timing is perfect for those of you listening who want to plan your summer events. We've teamed up with Ticket Weirdo to make buying tickets this season super affordable. What's great about Ticket Weirdo is they are the only ticket site that doesn't charge you hidden service fees and also donates a portion of your purchase to charity. Check them out by simply going to TicketWeirdo.com and typing in code UBY at checkout to save an extra 10% off unlimited ticket purchases throughout the year. Once again, that's UBY at checkout to save an extra 10% off your ticket purchases and to keep it weird this summer. Now guys, if you have a moment, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the show and leave a 5-star rating and a review. It only takes a second and is a great way to support the show, and the feedback means a lot to me. If you like this episode of the podcast, please share with family and friends and share via social media and make sure to tag Up Before You. And lastly, go follow us on Instagram and Facebook and visit upbeforeyou.com to keep up to date with all the latest episodes, news, and updates surrounding the show. Okay, my guest today is Bailey Meraviglia. Bailey is a competitive CrossFit athlete who has competed at the CrossFit Games on a team in 2015 and 2016. In 2015, her team took second place at the Games. She has also competed as an individual at regionals in 2017 and 2018, and now competes at various CrossFit sanctionals as she chases her dream of competing at the CrossFit Games as an individual. Bailey also owns an affiliate and is a big-time cat mom. I truly hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. And with all that being said, let's get on with the show. All right, so can we start off? Can you tell me a little bit about yourself growing up and your childhood, sports you played, um, school, stuff like that? Yeah, um, so when I I didn't really, like, grow up like a kid who liked to play sports. Um, I feel like back in, like, how old are you? Uh, 23. Okay, so <laughs> I'm a little bit older than you, but I feel like when I was a kid. Um, how old do I look to you? Because you're like, you compose yourself, like, like you're older. I would never have guessed you were 23. Maybe like, probably like my age, like 27, 28. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's good or bad, but okay. I don't know. I feel like you have a very, you have a very professional feel right now. Um, oh, that's good, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like when I was a kid, um, like I had a lot of like time outside and like activity but I was never like a kid who wanted to like play sports and like do all that fun stuff like I think about athletes now or like you know when they're just like oh I knew I wanted to be in gymnastics from the time I was five and I'm like oh man I feel like a really dumb five-year-old because I just never thought about doing any of that stuff when I was five like (laughs) or like I don't know it's just like I feel like people knew that kind of thing, but, um, I had a lot of introductions to a bunch of stuff like gymnastics and horseback riding. And like, I feel like I tried everything as a kid. Um, and then like what really stuck was I played field hockey for a really long time. So about like eight years. So all throughout my middle school, um, and then all throughout high school. And then I played it for like three seasons. So it was always like summer league, uh, regular season, which is fall, and then we did winter league, and then in the spring, um, I did um, track and field, and my event okay. was pole vault. So I think like I basically did a sport all year round, but I was never like really, really engaged with like sports. I really liked pole vaulting because I was kind of lazy in that way too, where like all you have to do is like sprint five steps and jump, 
And it's I was scary really good though. At, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was really good at like uh, I like that, and I, I ended up with um I ended up with a like a little scholarship, um and then ended up with like MVP, and it was just funny because like it was a sport that I just did the least that I turned to be like the best in. Um, uh, but other than that, like I did karate for a long time, and that was like supplemental with just any kind of sport I did, and. Um, yeah, I just really so wasn't into it. I ended up going to art school. Um, so I went to Temple down in Philly. They had a really good art program um, at Tyler. And I ended up doing graphic design. So when I went to school, I was like, oh, I could do like intramural sports. But nah, like if I don't have to, if I'm not being forced into it, I'm not going to. And that kind of like took its toll because I, like, I don't know, like, when you went to school, like if you were, were still active or anything like that, but I felt like I like put on like the freshman like twenty. Like as soon as I got there, like I wasn't yeah. working out, I didn't do like anything. I think like I got picked up from my mom like for Thanksgiving, and you know I'd only been at school since August, and she's like, "You look like you gained a little bit of weight," and I was like, "Really?" <laughs> thanks, she's thanks like, mom. Yeah. Yeah, right. I was like, oh, thanks. And she's like, have you worked out? I said, well, I ran a mile this week. <laughs> like, I think you might need to do a little bit more than that. I'm like, thinking back on it, I'm like, wow, I can't believe I was just like, yep, ran a mile. I'm good for the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, so then she is telling me, she's like, why don't you take advantage of some of the free class, like free fitness classes at your gym? And I'm like, free fitness classes and then I went to the gym which I'd never been to like in the six months I was at school picked up like one of their schedules I'm like wow they have a lot of stuff here Mm -hmm. and then I started to get into some of that stuff while I was in school so while you were in school then what kind of like classes were you taking like what kind of like what what kind of stuff I think I started off with spinning and because it, it was like the only one that like fit my schedule at the time so it was like either really early in the morning or really late at night and um I tried that out and I was hooked and it was so, so cool. It was so fun and like just involved like a lot of people and like music and it was just something I'd never experienced. Um, I tried to like do their like karate, like intramural karate and I don't know if you knew anything about like martial arts, but there's like different styles and like Uh my style didn't match it with theirs and I was like, this is weird. So I stopped doing that and then as I started to do more spin classes I was like well let me check out some of the other ones because they would change like throughout the semesters because of the students that were teaching them yeah and so I would like split it up with a little bit of like spin one day Zumba the other and then I got into I forget what it was called but it was essentially like hit classes okay and it was taught by this woman who I'll never forget her she was like if you, if you could just imagine somebody who works at like an all women's gym and she's like pr- somewhere in her sixties, but like shredded and small and just has all the energy in the world. Like she taught the class and I like, no joke. Every time I went in there, my, ass, I got my ass kicked. Like, I'm like, how does this like 60 year old woman do this? Cause she's like, they're doing the classes with you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy crap. And like, I'm out of breath dying. And she's just like doing like push up just like clapping and all this stuff oh my god but it was really like very um very like I feel like 
body pump might have been like a good way to explain it because they do like the weird stuff with it's not like a barbell it's kind of like a heavy rod and everything and then they have like beatbox steppers and it was it was really cool um (laughs) i think about it now and i go like i don't know if i could even keep up yeah being in shape right now like with the way she she kind of was so yeah it was just a mixture of spin and that hit class zumba i would do yoga i ventured into a little bit of pilates um found pilates to be really cool because it's a lot of just bracing and breathing um which i think a lot of people need help with but yeah that was interesting so kind of got into that and then um it was probably probably around my senior year that um I don't know if I just put this post out on Instagram about like how I began CrossFit but I was doing all this stuff at the gym and I lost a ton of weight and I became like I don't want to say like addicted to it but it was it was a routine like I had to go to the gym and everything and a lot of people in my major didn't like it was not a a thing in like art school to like go and work out like there might have been like 10 of us in the whole school that I would see in the gym at all um and so um, I, I started to kind of like get a little bit like stir crazy during my senior year because it was a lot of like staying up all night and being in the same studio as like the people I was living with and like the classes were really long. And so I was like, couldn't make it to a lot of the classes that the university was hosting. So I started doing stuff on my own in the gym, which I had no idea what to do. So like, yeah, you, you ever, like, I don't know if you've ever felt this way where you just walk into a gym and you're like, cool there's like a life core machine and like the instructions on the are on the side and i'll just do whatever it says yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and then you're like all right i'm gonna do some reps and then i'm gonna move on to the other machine and then like you end up hitting like 10 you're like great i'm done today like i did mm-hmm. my thing yeah so i started getting into that and then um i just kind of like felt just not i just i didn't realize i didn't know what i was doing i didn't mm-hmm. like sit there and be like i don't know what i'm doing i need to get help but i remember driving home one day and I saw a big billboard for a Spartan race and um we were near one of the mountains that hosts them and so I like called up my brother and was like hey do you want to do this with me and like he hadn't worked out in a long time he's a little older than me and he's like yeah sure so we did it and it ended up like destroying us like we were it took us a long time to get through and it was like a three or five mile like course and then um <laughs> after that I was like and I feel really, like, not embarrassed, but I was like, I really want to get better at that. Like, I want to try uh-huh. it again and, and not not suck as much. So I would, like, go on Instagram because this is when, like, Instagram, like, became a, a popular thing. And I'd see all these, like, girls that were, like, doing sprint races and winning. And then they were, like, flipping tires and lifting weights and squatting. And I was like, I don't know what that is, but I need to do that. So, like, I went back to the gym and I, like just was like randomly squatting and randomly lifting weights and I like bought a weight vest and I would like walk on the treadmill (laughs) and like walk around Philly with this weight vest and like I was just like just couldn't figure out what the heck I was doing but it just seemed right at the time and then I had a friend who agreed to sign up for a Spartan race with me in New Jersey we had done it uh that night you know he he came back to my house and he was like watching something on his phone I'm like what are you watching he's like the CrossFit games I'm like oh cool like I don't know what that is <laughs> <laughs> so then he was um he was like showing me it and I'm like 
couldn't figure out what was going on and I just like was kind of like feigning interest like oh great cool whatever and then um you know he was like talking about it a lot and I was like yeah you and you know, we went back like you know I was home for the summer he was talking about it a lot and he was like do you want to come do this crossfit workout with me and I'm like I already do crossfit like I already go and work out and like do you know, strength stuff, and I run, and I do high-intensity for chain. Like, that's CrossFit, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So he's like, okay, well, we'll meet at this school, and we'll do a workout. And I'm like, okay. So we go to down the road, and we're basically, like, at my elementary school, and there's, like, a big parking lot on the playground. And he opens up his trunk, and he's got this barbell, and he's got all these bumper plates. This is the first time I've ever seen bumper plates in my life. And I was <laughs> like, wait a second. And I was like what is this? And he's like, they're weights. And I'm like, no, weights are metal. He's like, no, these are bumper plates. They're for like dropping. And I'm like, oh my God. So all the videos I've ever seen, like these people, I thought they were lifting so much and they're not. And they're just using these bumper plates. And he's like, well, it depends what you're seeing. Cause I was looking at like mm-hmm. some Olympic lifting videos and he was like, yeah, no, those aren't metal plates. So I was like, I'm so bamboozled. I'm tripped. Like this is, I was <laughs> lied to. So He's telling me there's this workout and it's like thrusters and rope climbs and everything and like uh, something else. And, um, you know, we were at this playground, so there wasn't a rope, but we had like a, like a fireman's kind of like pole. And mm-hmm. he's like, we'll climb up that and we'll do thrusters and we'll climb up that. And then whatever else we had to do, I think it was like a run or something. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, do you know what a thruster is? I'm like, yeah, I know what a thruster is. <laughs> and he's got like this bar and it had to been loaded up with like 75 pounds. And I'm like, I've never done CrossFit. I've never done anything like that. I couldn't even lift the bar up to like my shoulder. I couldn't figure, he's like, all right, we'll take off the weights. And I had the bar and he's like, all right, so do, do a thruster. And I'm like, yeah, I had no idea what I'm doing. He's like, okay, well, I'll shush. <laughs> So we're like halfway through this workout. He's like really gung ho. And then I just like check out and I'm like, this is dumb. I don't really like this. I'm just going to go do like some strange planks over there and the wood chips and like do my, do my CrossFit. And then he was just doing all his stuff. And so then I kind of like, you know, went home and was just like, eh, I don't know all that. And then, um, you know, kind of was like, well, you know, let's see what like the big fuss is about. Cause he showed me crossfit.com where he got the workout from. And then from there, I just was kind of like, like kind of Google searching it. And then I was just like seeing like pictures of like, had to have been like, you know, just at this time had been like the 2012 games. So it was like Annie and like Julie and all these girls. I'm like, wow, this looks really cool. And I'm like, and they look like they're doing this stuff that like, I'm seeing some of these like girls who do Spartan races do. And so I'm looking at videos of them and then, you know, I'm talking to my friend and he's telling me that like, there's no CrossFit gyms up where we live at this time. So he's got to do it out of his car. And that's why he had all his stuff. So, but I, I'm in Philly and I'm like, well, I'm in a city. There has to be some around. And there was like maybe three at the time. When was this? Um, this had to have been, so it was right. It was 2012. So it's like, this was a summer of 2012. Yeah, because the games had just gotten done in July, and then I had been going back to school at the end of August. So before I went back to school, I was searching CrossFit gyms in Philly, and I um, was big on Groupon at the time, so I bought everything up there, and I was looking um, if there was CrossFit gyms on Groupon, and there was. And I was like, oh, wow, cool. And no joke, the deal on this Groupon was like 
30 classes for $60. Jeez. <laughs> I was like, this is great. Like, I'm totally in. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. And uh, I went, I bought the bought the classes, and they gave me the email. They're like, you're going to have to sign up for foundations. And, you know, and I'm like, okay, that's fine. No, no big deal. Um, signed up for the foundations. And just, you know, just to tell you, like, I'm late for everything. I was late for this foundations and I walked into the gym and everyone was sitting in like a like a circle and like chairs and it looked like they were just like talking. And I walked in and the, the, I guess it was at the time of thinking about it, it was like a, maybe the owner was like, yeah, um, you're late. You <laughs> missed like a bunch of stuff. Like you, you have to come in like another time. So I'm like, all right. Uh, okay. And then you drove all the way there and everything. So I rescheduled my time and everything. And then the next time I came, I was like, well, they were just sitting around. So like, I probably aren't really doing anything. So I roll up and I'm wearing like a regular shirt and I've got some like leggings on and I'm wearing like old Navy flip flops and walk in there and we're doing the whole spiel. Like he's telling us what CrossFit is and all this stuff. And it's like half the class. And then they're like, all right, we're going to warm up and we're going to do a workout. I'm like crap. Like, okay, no big deal. And, um, you know, he's like, you can't do this workout cause it's, it's like a 400 meter run and you're wearing flip-flops. I'm like, that's okay. I'll just take them off. And he's like, you're not running <laughs> on the streets of Philly with no shoes. I'm like thinking in my head, like I'm a college student. Like, do you understand that's how I get home at night? Like, <laughs> and I was like, um, okay. So then he's like, well, instead of like a run, we'll give you a row. So I've never rowed before. I'm on this rower. I think the workout was like, um, I think it was baseline. So it was like rowing, uh, squats, sit-ups, push-ups, and pull-ups. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, so it was like, yeah, so that was the workout. I remember doing it. Um, I remember getting to the pull-ups and like eking out pull-ups like in one. And they must have been like such a struggle, like jumping into like kicking and like just trying to pull um, so whoever the coach was at the time definitely was like, saw some type of potential in me. Cause he's like, yeah, when are you coming back and everything? And I'm like, well, I got out like four more classes I have got to take. So I'll be back, you know, soon. So I did the rest of the foundations definitely made a fool of myself because like I said, I knew everything. And like, anytime they asked a question, like, do you know what a snatch is? I'm like, yeah, I know what a snatch yeah. is. And probably ended up doing something completely different. And they're like, um, yeah, no, does anyone else know what a snatch is? <laughs> So past the foundations, got into the classes, had like a limited amount of classes. So I was like trying to make them like spread out as much as I could. And, uh, you know, really, really loved it. Went through like maybe like three months at that gym. And they were like, I said, like, I don't have the money to afford this. Like, I, I don't have a job. I'm in college. Like, I just bought this off a group on it. It was really, it was really great. And, you know, they said to me, they're like, if you, you know, want to, like, you can help out around the gym and we can like kind of like waive your memberships so sure so I did that for a little while um ended up going home wanted to see if there was any CrossFit gyms on my way up home and there was I went to one of the gyms really really enjoyed it um it's probably like a half hour from my my parents house so it was like kind of a trek so I couldn't go there a lot during my break but I really enjoyed it and I learned a lot so when I went back just to Philly, I was like, I want to try all the gyms in Philly because they're all they like this one was so different than the one I started at. So I was like, just trying them all out. Well, I ended up liking some a lot more than the others, and then I ended up switching. 
or at least I ended up trying to switch, which kind of like opened the door to everything that I have now. So where I lived in Philly was like right off of Temple's campus in North Philly, where I was going to this CrossFit gym was probably like 30 minutes across town, like all the way in this, this area. Um, that's just hard to get to. There was a gym unbeknownst to me, like three blocks away from my house. And I was like, well, I might as well try it. It's so close. Tried it, loved it. And, uh, you know, again, like I didn't have money to pay for it. So I said to the head coach there, I'm like, Hey, I really like this. I really want to join, but I, I can't like, you know, is there anything I can do at the gym to help? And she's like, no, we have all the help we, we, we have. Like, we're already set. No, you know, we don't need anything else. And I was like, oh, darn. And she's like, well, if you really want to come here, you'll find a way. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to find a way. Yeah. Like, I don't have any way to make money. And, you know, and so I was like, dang. So I'm like, all right, I guess I got to go back to, you know, the, the gym I started at. And maybe I'll, like, look at their stuff and do some of their stuff. And, and it's no big deal, whatever. So then, like, a day later, she's like, all right, you can come and work out here, and we won't charge you, but you have to work out with me. So, like, you, you know, like, you can come on the hours that I, I train. I'm like, okay. So her name, and she's actually one of my, my best friends now, <laughs> her name is Perrin Bear, and she she's, she actually was my coach for a long time. Wait, um, what was she, that name? Perrin Bear. That's a cool name. Yeah, she's, she's a – She's an interesting little yeah, lady. Sounds she like is, it. She's cool. Um, she was training for regionals, and I she had no idea. So she was like, the their gym sent like a team to regionals, and she was going to be an individual that year. And, like it was so close before the open, <coughs> so she was letting me come in and like do do workouts with her and everything. And she had a coach at the time, and his name was Jason Lydon. And um, remember this because this all ties in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So her coach, Jason Lydon, was giving her programming. She was working out. I got to work out with her. It was great. Um, I graduated school. I moved back home. Um, at this time, like a few other CrossFit gyms had started coming up in the area. So I was only home here for a very short amount of time before I got a job in Connecticut. And I talked to her, and I was like very bummed because I, you know, I couldn't go back down to Philly. I, just, I didn't have a job there, and I, there was really nothing going on up here, and I you know, was moving to Connecticut. She was like, oh, well, that's where my coach is. That's where his gym is. And she's like, you really got to try it out, like CrossFit Milford. I'm like, okay. So I'm looking at like where I'm working and then where CrossFit Milford is. And I was working a job at NBC Sports in Stanford, which is about 25 minutes um, south of where CrossFit Milford is. And I, for a little while, was, like, trying to debate where, like, how I was going to live in Connecticut because it's really expensive, and the county where I was working is just super expensive, too. It's, like, where all the rich people live. Okay. And <laughs> luckily, my next-door neighbor growing up was going to school at the time, um, and he lived in West Haven, which is right next to Milford. So I was, I bunked up with him. I said, okay, I'm going to give this CrossFit Milford thing a try. So I went there, and I hated it like <laughs> everything was so foreign to me like yeah. every, there were so many people the programming to me was so strange like it was not like how I ever envisioned it and I'm like Ugh. and I'm just thinking like the parents speak so highly of them like they send all these teams to regionals all the time like isn't that 
gonna is not my goal and everything so I like hated it so when I was working in Stanford um I was going to Rob Orlando's gym because it was right down the street okay. I loved it there because I was like this is so cool strong man like it's such a tight-knit community it's a small gym it's like exactly what I'm used to and um I remember like having like a conversation with myself and being like do you want to like reach the next level because like if you do like you need to go across from Milford and if you just want to have fun and do your thing just stay at hybrid so I eventually found my own spot like found my own apartment in Milford and was like dedicated myself to going there and then I met Jason I told him like hey my I really want to become competitive. I really want to be on one of your teams. So he like took me through a whole screen, like see if I can do like movements. And he's like, okay. He's like, I'll give you the competitors programming and you know, you just come in and do it. And I'm like, there's no like coach. There's no class. And he said, no, you just come in on your own time. And I'm like, okay. So um, I was a little bit used to that because of the way Perrin was going about her training for regionals and um, ended up staying at Milford and then became like just so ingrained with their community um, <laughs> had a little bit of like an issue because I couldn't get all the training in like on the same session. I had to like do a session in the morning, go to work, come back and do a session at night. And I don't know, I was, I was really, really like just thinking about it, like just always so beaten down and tired at the end of the day. But yeah. I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be on one of their teams. Like it's, this is going to work out. Um, and then eventually I said, I, I turned to love it and became used to it. And now it's kind of like the way we do things here too. So mm-hmm. it was definitely a, a, an interesting, like one thing led to another, to another. And then, you know, as I was there, there were some like heartbreaks. Like I didn't make one, I didn't make the team the one year and I, I shouldn't have made it anyway. Like in my head, looking back, like I was not ready. Like if mm-hmm. I would have been at regionals the year I wanted to go with them, then it just, it would have been a mess. And, um, I think like not making it made me better. Um, and it also led me to like meeting my husband now too, because I was like in this like weird state (laughs) of like depression. And he, he is from Milford and he was working out there and, uh, I had been working out alone so much. And that when the team went and started doing like regional training and everything like that, and I was kind of like, left you know on my own you know he was there and he had the same like goal to do it so we would work out together and everything too so it was really cool mm-hmm. so that's uh that's kind of like the whole the whole story the whole up, up to that point <laughs> okay so then so then you obviously got competitive you went on to compete on a couple teams and then eventually you switched to individual yeah why the switch um because i moved so i love being on a team like think you know, I, I really enjoy like sharing the success with other people. Um, obviously, it was a great success in 2015. Um, it was a great success getting to the games 2016. The end result wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a big thing that people don't realize is like because I didn't have much of like a, a workup. Like I had like one quote unquote failure getting to the point that I did where like, okay, I didn't make the team in 2014. Um, but that wasn't like a big thing. Like, you know, it's, it's not like, oh, I, I missed out on getting to the games because I messed something up in a regional workout or something. It wasn't like anything, you know, crazy. But um, I, when, when I, when I did get to go on the team, which was 2015, and we did go to regionals and then we did make it to the games and then we did come in second. Yeah. It was like, 
where do you go from there? Like, there wasn't a steady buildup. It was just like, blah, like, yeah. two, blah. <laughs> and so, like, I'm, I, at this time, I was 24. And so I was like, oh, my God. Like, I made it. I'm, I'm a games athlete. Like, I have and I had all this pressure and expectation. And, like, it, like, messed with me a lot um, after the games. And it took me a really long time for like for my brain to kind of like switch off to like this huge pressure and expectation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we kind of revamped the team in 2016, like we were, I was around people who hadn't made it. So then I kind of switched my role as like, I've made it and I'm going to help you guys get to your goal and everything. And like, we're going to have this shared team goal. And it's going to be really, really cool. And it was a, some, like the best training I ever had because I got to be around all these people and my job changed. It was awesome. But I remember at the end of the 2016 games, I just felt like I felt so heartbroken that we didn't make it to the top 10. There was like a lot of judging errors and there was just a lot of like stuff that had happened um, during that weekend that like was could have been preventable, but at the same time, like if it was meant to be, it was meant to be. But I remember being at the end of the games and being like, "That's it. I'm going individual. Like if I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna be the only person that's responsible for the like my heartbreak and the way I feel. Even though I love to share the success with everybody, I just felt like so defeated because it would mm-hmm. we'd come from such a high point into we didn't even make it to the top ten. So I was I was really disappointed. And I vowed that I wanted to try to, my hand at being individual. Well, my wish came true because we got an opportunity to buy a gym in my hometown, which we own now, and we came back, and I didn't have a choice to go team. There's there's not, like, people here that I could, I could have made a team with, yeah. um, and it also just wasn't feasible, too, to, like, run the gym and do everything like that and then, like, worry about getting a, a bunch of people together. So I was like, all right, this will be the perfect opportunity. I'll try individual. We'll, we'll do our thing. So I made the switch from having – Jason Leiden as my coach to Parent because Parent had stopped competing as an athlete and uh, she started taking on a, a big coaching role. She's very, very smart. So she was kind of like a prodigy of Jade. So I didn't feel like I was making too big of a switch. So the proximity of her worked out better because she was able to kind of come and see me a little bit more. So she was my coach for 2017, which I made my first uh, regional. And I actually, like, I, um, I got like a second round invite because I, I came in 21st place <laughs> and <laughs> I think they were taking the top 20 Yeah, and I came in 21st and I was like so upset because I had really like messed up. I had not been good at double unders. I had to do like the last workout four times in order for just like a good score to get me to keep me up there. So I got my second round invite um, to go to regionals. I was really excited. And then it turned out like the whole regionals was just dumbbell everything. So I really liked to barbell and, and gymnastics and everything was just dumbbells and weird stuff and everything. I was like, okay, whatever. It's regionals. Got to regionals. I was like, this is so different. Like I feel so alone. I don't have my team here to talk to me. Uh, so strange. Had a good time. Didn't do that well. And moved on. 2018 mm-hmm. was kind of the same way. Made it, got in on the first round of advice. That was good. And then, um, I think I, I didn't do that well that weekend either, but I kind of had overtrained and didn't deload myself very well. 
Um, I also think I probably just need a little bit of help being out there on the floor by myself (laughs) (laughs) mentally. Um, so yeah, 2018 went a lot better, but not the, you know, spot I I wanted to be in. Um, so that was really, really cool. So yeah, I got to do team twice at the games, got to do individual at regionals. Um, and then took the year after that to focus on getting married in our business. And Mm -hmm. now here we are. Sanctional season. Yep, sanctional season. <laughs> so going back a little bit, like making the transition from individual or team to individual, like I'm sure a lot of people kind of ask you about like the training and what changes, but like what mentally had to change for you? Because like you said, you got out, out into regionals and you were alone. It's like, what yeah. was it like getting used to that? Oh, like, like it it's was all on like, you. It was, it was rough. I remember, um, yeah, because like with, especially with 2016, when I got to be around so many people, training and like it was like a really fun time like it was great because you had constantly someone to push against when I came here and I had nobody um there were some really crushing times like I remember like I cry a lot and you know when I was younger I cried a lot yeah. more than I do now mm-hmm. and um I just remember like I remember sometimes like some workouts were just so defeating to me and I would tell Bri all the time like because we were doing two different pro like we had the same coach we had two different programs so it wasn't even like we got to work out with each other um but I would just be sometimes alone in the empty gym and just being like really really have to like dial in and think about like what do you want to do and I think I also had like a little bit of a chip on my shoulder to prove to people that I wasn't just a team athlete that I could go to like regionals or games as an individual and so Sometimes that would fuel me, and then sometimes, uh, you know, I would let myself get the best of me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when I went to regionals, and it was, I mean, the feel for being back in like the warm up area by yourself or just with your coach is so completely different. Like, I think part of that gets me a little bit like shaken because like nobody really wants to talk, and if they do, it's really superficial. Um, because I, I mean, then. I understand because everybody wants to win. Like everyone's each other's competition. Um, but I just think it's a little bit more carefree when there's like four or six of you and you can kind of like talk about how you feel with each other and like, you know, all that stuff. So it definitely took a big shift. It, it made me a little bit more mature as an athlete for sure. Do you have to like worry about, you know, myself and managing my feelings and my thoughts and my expectations. Um, which I'm really thankful for. I mean, so, like I said, I, sometimes it just, sometimes you just want a friend out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like it's, it's, you know, at least I, like I said, like the only person who's responsible for the way I feel now is me. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I let myself down, it's because of something I did and I can be accountable rather than point the finger at someone else and say, well, you did this wrong. Or, like if, if you didn't mess up, we wouldn't be in this position. So, and that's never a good place to be with somebody either. Yeah. So now you mentioned it's sanctional season and you just, you just did the mayhem classic. How did that go? And what did you learn from that experience? Um, it didn't go as well as I had hoped. Um, but that's not to say that I didn't learn a lot of stuff, um, Mm -hmm. and and have fun too. Um, it was really hard. (laughs) The level of competition is, is so great. And I was telling the members of the gym, like, because they're watching it, they're like, it looks so hard. I'm like, it was so hard. And they're like, well, how do you think you, you know, like, how did you feel? And I was like, well, I felt a little nervous because I hadn't been on a, like a stage like that since 2018 at regionals. So it was my first time in competition. 
Um, I really wanted to go because since May I've been following, um, you know, Mayhem's programming. And I was like, okay, this is going to be good for me because I know a lot of this stuff. I, I go through a lot of this stuff and, and I, you know, like Rich's program is hard, but Rich's competition is way harder. <laughs> um, and it's definitely very difficult to be like, I, I forget how many people they took. I think like 30. So it's definitely hard to be like 30 of like everybody and not just 30 of your region. Yeah. Um, and then to, to be competing with people like Tia and you know, Christy Armo and Daniel Brandon and stuff like they're so good. And you know, everyone there is so, so good, but you kind of realize like there's the 1% and there's like, the, you know, zero point, like point zero five and the point zero one And like, like, Oh my gosh, there's, there's it's, it's crazy. The gaps on there, but um, it was really cool. I definitely learned that I need to work way more on my running. Um, and that's not a surprise because that's something I always need to work on. But I also need to work on my mindset, which we were just talking about with being an individual. Because sometimes, and I know a lot of people feel this way, but they won't always admit it. It's like their thoughts get the best of them. And if something's not going right, instead of pulling themselves out, they'll kind of like continue the pity party. So I found, I found myself doing that a lot in like events I wasn't very good at. Like, oh, well, I'm just not good at this. So like, I'm going to do my best here, but like, it's just not good enough. And then in some of the other events, I would think like, I'm going to crush this because I'm so good at this. And, like, you could see it, but, like, it can't be that way for that. Like, you can't come in last in one event and then come in first in one event and then, like, keep flip-flopping. Like, it's got to be consistent all the way through. Now, I wanted to ask you a little bit about balance. How, how does it work, like, balancing running an affiliate and trying to compete? And I guess what have you learned along the way, too? What's changed? Oh, my husband just laughed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's not a lot of balance. Um in any of those aspects, I think we're still trying to find it. I don't think we'll ever really be able to find it because once you start tipping the scale in one direction, like one, one way, like everything's going to fall over in the other. Um, we've had to do a lot of prioritizing the past few years in certain things. Like obviously last year, the balance had to be the gym and our wedding because those were two really important things. And we, could always come back to CrossFit. Like it wasn't going to go anywhere, or at least like we, we hoped it was going to go anywhere. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's definitely hard. We discussed this actually after the Mayhem Classic about being like, you know, do you want your goals to be an athlete? Do you want your goals to be a gym owner? You know, how do you make them both fit? And it's like right now, the way we make them both fit uh, for the time being is like, we have to be so diligent on time management mm -hmm. and we also have a really good amount of help here um we have some superstar coaches who really take on like a big role so that we don't always have to be like the person to go to for everything um that way we can free up some of the time but you know i there's some days and weeks like that i have to really dig to find time to work out and like to get everything in and to sit down and eat lunch or you know just like it, it's so so difficult to find the time to to wear all the hats especially now too when like the competition is getting so steep not just as an athlete but even in like gyms like people are crushing it out there in their affiliates and you never want to be like the person who's like i don't know like the worst in your area either so 
you know, we went from having no gyms here to having three gyms within like the span of like three miles. So it's like, it's always on my mind. Like, how do we be, how, how do we get people to see that we're the best gym? And then like, how do I relate to the world that like, I'm a really hardworking athlete and I deserve to be at these sanctionals. So <laughs> there's a lot of turmoil a lot. in the day to day. It's not easy. Um, I don't have it figured out at all. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of conversations uh, and we always are trying to keep open communication with like things that are going on and how we feel and mm-hmm. what we need to do. And if there needs to be some slack here or, you know, pulling in the reins there. So mm-hmm. it's really hard. <laughs> And when, when you're done competing one day, whenever that is, do you always see yourself being involved in CrossFit in some way? Yeah, I think so. Cause I, I think regardless of whether, um, whether we're actually, whether I'm actually directly involved with like, I mean, I plan on having this affiliate for forever. Um, I don't plan on ever, us ever going into a different route or anything like that. But, um, yeah, I definitely think that my involvement with CrossFit will will continue just because of being the owner and programming and coaching. Um, I think that it's the best fitness regimen you can possibly be on. I think it gets you so prepared for everything that like I want everybody to know about it. And so whether like, you know, if I stop I feel like if I stop competing, like, I'm just going to put all my energy and resources into, like, more than I already do, like, letting the world know that we're here and we exist and, like, this is for you, no matter who you are. Even if I think, you know, because uh, with my art school background, like, I work for a few companies, um, like, CrossFit companies that I do design work for. So even if I had, even if I had no involvement with the gym, I would still be somehow directly involved with, like, you know making packaging for supplements or making t-shirts or logos or things or websites for other gyms. Now you brought up an interesting point in there. Like as an affiliate owner, how do you like pitch CrossFit to someone like that knows nothing about it? How do you get them to come in and try it? Um, I think we, we don't realize like as much as people kind of get on the CrossFit HQ's um, case about like not advertising, the best way of advertising is to, is for our members to tell their friends and tell mm-hmm. their families. So if we can provide a value to our members so much that they are like, Hey, so-and-so you have to try this. You know, they bring their friends in and they come and they try it out. Um, there's not a lot of like, we try to do some like advertising via social media and people are always curious. It's kind of like the same thing with me and how I got into it. It's just Googling and searching videos and looking at like, well, I want to do that. And you know, can this person help me do it? Um, after that, I mean, we, we don't just let people come in and try the the classes, but we do onboard them and they get a feel for exactly what CrossFit is in our foundations. And then, you know, just probably like everybody else, once they get that first workout in, they're like, Oh my God, I'm dead. But when do I come back next? (laughs) You know? (laughs) And then moving ahead, kind of talking about the future a little bit, I'm assuming your goal is to get back to the games. And then, so say for whatever reason that doesn't happen, will you look back on your career? Will you be satisfied? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think as long as I give it my best and I have fun doing it, I will 100% be satisfied. Mm -hmm. If I don't make it back to the games, like I have at least the two experiences that I've already gone through, you know, those are cherished memories to me. Um, 
those are great successes. I could stop now and still feel like very satisfied with where mm-hmm. I was at and what I've done. Um, I think with this year, my opportunities to go to all these sanctionals, like I feel like there's a reason for it. And I feel like that's because I'm not done proving to myself and proving to the world, like what I have to show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think after it's all said and done, yeah, as long as, as long as I gave it my best and I had fun with it, then I'll be, I'll be definitely really happy. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think actually the biggest thing is if I just came like middle of the pack in a running workout, like I could probably just stop my CrossFit career. Like, <laughs> I, like, I had made it. Like I'll yeah. never win the running event, but if I just don't come in last, like that is, you know, I, I will sleep so sound at night. <laughs> so now you did mayhem classic. What else are you doing? Uh, the sanctional season to try and get to the games. Um, I we're going to Norway on Wednesday. So I'm, really excited about that one um i've never been to europe so i'm a little scared (laughs) um and then oh i think yeah so we did mayhem classic at norway coming up next week um technically the the next one i'm signed up for and i'll register for is asbury park games in june um and then we um we're we actually just signed up a team for the uh, Granite Games qualifier okay. with um, some friends of ours from Wisconsin. So hopefully we can qualify through that and then go team at Granite Games. I think that would be really fun. I'm definitely like itching to get back to being with people. Um, and I think it's so cool because you get the opportunity now that we're doing sanctionals, like you can go to one sanctional with a team. You can go to another sanctional by yourself. Like you can experience it all rather than before you can only pick one or the other. So um, we got Asbury, hopefully Granite Games, and then I literally, as like we started this, I got a invitation to the MAC, so we'll see if if that's in the cards too. So I've never been to DC either, so yeah. I haven't been a lot of places. <laughs> well, Norway definitely seems like a good opportunity to qualify. Yeah, it's really, it really seems it's. I don't want to say like I I feel like it's a really great opportunity for me to qualify, but I've been looking at the workouts and saying like, wow, I'm really excited for those. Um, I, like I said, I've never been to Europe, so I don't know what to expect there. So my main goal um, coming out of the classic is just to have more fun. Like I think I got really wrapped up um, in how I was feeling and how I was in the standings at the classic that I didn't have as much fun as I, I anticipated. So this will be this will be a cool cool place. So hopefully we can yield something really cool out of that. And then, do you ever think like you could do too many sanctionals, like burn yourself <laughs> out? I feel like it. I feel like already with the three, and then maybe adding in two more, like is that five sanctionals. I think you can yeah. go overboard for sure. Um, I think that if you if your goal is to like, I'm gonna fully commit my whole entire self into every single one, like you can a hundred percent become burnt out and end up not doing well or end up getting injured or something like, yeah, hundred percent. You can do too many. Um, I also feel like there's a, a feeling you get like after you compete or you're just kind of like so tired and all you want to do is just like lay there and like eat and do nothing. <laughs> and so yeah. like if you're doing too many and you're not giving yourself enough time to kind of like come down from that then you just end up becoming like i don't know a little bit over it i think at mm-hmm. that point 
And I have one last question for you, but I think I already know the answer. Okay. What does the future hold? Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope the future holds a house. <laughs> Everyone's always asking this, like, what do you see yourself doing, like, in the next, I don't know, like, af- whatever, like, I'm like, a house. I just want a house. house. <laughs> <laughs> I just want a house. Um, well, we're gonna, at some point, have kids. Uh, I need to put my kids somewhere, so house kids. Um, trying to get my husband to qualify as a master. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, continue doing CrossFit. Maybe, maybe we'll, maybe we'll still compete, and um, I'll be a master too. Seven years. Sounds good. And Bailey, where can people find you and learn more about you? Um, I, my Facebook is public, so people can add me on Facebook. My name is Bailey Maraviglia. It's really difficult to spell, but if you just start typing in, like, on your keyboard, it'll probably come up. Um, and then Instagram is bail.dragon. And uh, if they want some more information on, I guess, me and my gym, they can go to stroudcrossfit.com. I think that's basically all the channels I have. Why is your name Bail.Dragon? I'm very curious. Um, so my dad, my dad's nickname for me is Dragon uh, because he used to read me. He used to make up his own version of King Arthur when he would pick me up from my grandma's house. We had like an hour between my grandma's house and where we lived. So like on the way home, he would make up this story and I would always be the dragon in his King Arthur story. Okay. So... It just became that, and then I, I made it my Instagram handle, and then, you know how people just refer to you as your Instagram handle? Yep. Like, it just, no pun intended, but it just caught fire with people, <laughs> and so I just, that's how it's, that's how it is now. <laughs> oh, very cool. Well, Bailey, thanks a lot for doing this, and thanks a lot for making time. Thank you. No, thank you for having me. And thank you, everyone, for listening, and I hope you enjoyed episode 112 of this show. We'll see you next time on the Up Before You podcast. Thank you and have a great day.